My dear parishioners and friends of St. Anne's Church, welcome to our Sunday Mass here, which we live stream every Sunday at 11 a.m. for the sake of those who cannot be with us physically, but by way of spiritual communion, join us in the sacrifice of the Mass. We've been speaking about mystery a good deal these last weeks. Our Catholic faith is filled with ancient mysteries. The Most Holy Trinity, the Immaculate Conception and the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mystery of the motherhood of God, the mystery of the Incarnation, the mystery of the Passion, Death, and Resurrection of Jesus, the mystery of salvation, the mystery of good and evil, the mystery of divine providence, the mystery of the priesthood, all mysteries of faith. So many mysteries imbued with intelligence, meaning, and wisdom, and all revealed in so many ways by Jesus, who is truly God and truly man, which is quite a mystery itself. And each of us has his or her own personal stories of mysteries to share, experiences which continue to baffle us as we remember them. I remember one such mystery in my life. I was about eight or nine years old at the time, working with my father at his wood bench in the garage. He was an excellent carpenter and engineer, like my brother Ed, good with his hands, good with wood. I was pounding a nail into a small board, looking important. As kids growing up in a Navy family, we used to hear a lot of talk about the Soviets. I don't know why, but as only kids can repeat the conversations they hear from their, their parents, I remember asking my dad, Dad, how many nuclear submarines do the Soviets have? Without missing a beat, and remaining focused on his wood project, Dad replied, Son, that's classified information. So I went upstairs and opened the Washington Post and looked through the classifieds with the hope that I might find my answer. Needless to say, there was no answer there. But I knew there must have been an answer to my question. I just knew there had to be an answer even if I didn't know it myself. Many years later, long after the Berlin Wall came down and Soviet communism came to an end, I remember revisiting that question to my dad. Dad, do you remember how many Soviet submarines there were? Now that all that information has been declassified, he said, son, I really never knew. And to this day, all that remains a mystery to me. But I know there's an answer. And I know somebody knows. Somebody always knows. So dear friends, a mystery doesn't mean that there isn't an answer. Mystery doesn't mean that somebody doesn't know. And in the mysteries of faith, which we believe as Catholics, there are intelligent answers to these mysteries. And for 2,000 years, the church has been probing these mysteries to share their meaning and wisdom with us and with the world. 
And these mysteries are, in a certain sense, classified information. Let me explain. These mysteries are not known by the majority of mankind. Our divine Lord says as much when we hear his words to his early disciples in today's gospel. He says, because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God has been granted to you, but not to them. Interesting. So when you think about it, a lot of what we believe as Catholics is a kind of classified information. I don't pretend to know everything about what I believe, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to know more and more about what I believe. And the more and more I probe these mysteries in mind and heart with an eye towards understanding them, I can, over time, with grace, come to understand them. These mysteries of faith begin to become interwoven into a magnificent mosaic. You take the Trinity, the Incarnation, the Immaculate Conception, all the life, death, resurrection of Jesus. You take the mystery of the body and blood, transubstantiation. You take all these mysteries and put them together into this beautiful mosaic. And in the end, it displays the most incredible art of truth, the truth, who is God, revealed fully in Jesus. See, I can actually come to know some answers about what I believe. So mysteries are invitations to understanding. So why is so much of what we believe classified, as it were? Why doesn't Jesus just reveal all these mysteries to everyone in the world? No, he doesn't do that. And again, that's a mystery. I don't know why, but he does. So why don't all believe what we believe? Well, again, as our Lord said, because knowledge of the mysteries has been granted to you, but not to them. That doesn't sound fair to me. Well, it didn't sound fair to me when no one would tell me how many nuclear submarines the Soviets had. I had to figure that one out for myself. And that's what we're invited to do with these mysteries of faith. We're invited, indeed challenged, to figure them out. Oh, they remain mysteries in the end. No question about it. But that doesn't preclude me from delving into them, asking questions like I did my father. Liken it, if you will, to the relationship, the mystery of love between two persons. If you've ever really been in love, you know that you can't actually figure out everything about that person. So it doesn't mean you can't know something, but it remains a mystery. But you want to know more and more and more about that person you love. And as you do so, you begin to figure out more and more about yourself. Another mystery. Jesus goes on to say in today's gospel that people over the ages do not understand the mysteries because they've closed their hearts, closed their eyes. They look but do not see. They hear 
but do not listen or understand. It's very important what our Lord is saying, to understand these mysteries. And he says, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and be converted. So friends, we seek to understand what we believe. This is the Catholic way. Our faith seeks understanding, as St. Anselm once wrote. Fides querens intellectum. Faith and reason. Fides et ratio. So there's the faith in the mystery, and then there's the understanding of the mystery as mystery. And that's when faith takes off, because it gets exciting to know and experience the fruits of its wisdom. For example, if we take the Mass as a mystery and say, well, the Mass is so complicated and so ritually intricate and there are so many moving parts and there's a lot of stuff and I can't figure it out, so what's the use? Is that the answer? No, that's a problem. See, the Mass is intelligent. There are, an there are answers here in this mystery. It's meaningful. It's filled with wisdom and purpose. We could spend a whole series on understanding just what the mystery of the Mass is. Would you like me to do that today? No, not today. But maybe in time, through a series of podcasts, we'll do that here from St. Anne's because I think a lot of people don't really understand the Mass, the sacrifice of the Mass. They don't really understand what religion is. Because if they did understand, they would come to know more and more about the love of God. And that's exciting to know that God so loves me that he perpetually, spiritually continues to offer his body and blood on a sacrifice of an altar to the end of time in this church and every church for the last two millennia and to the end of the ages. That's exciting. It's exciting for some. But it is enough for today that we who are believers understand that there is a desire to know more and more about the mysteries of our faith. It's because there is something real in our souls which yearns to know. See, science tells us that every effect has a cause. So if I desire to know, that's the effect. But what causes that desire to know, to know my faith? The cause of my desire to know more and more is baptism. See, baptism was the seed of God's sanctifying grace planted deep within our souls. For most of us, many years ago as children, and I can't get rid of that seed that God has planted in me. The seed is his word, we say. And the word spoken over us as we were baptized with holy water, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. At that very moment, an effect occurred. We were washed of original sin and adopted as children of God. We were no longer now children of the world of the old Adam and the old Eve, but now children of the new Adam, Jesus, and of the new Eve, Mary. Baptism 
opened the gates to a whole new way of life for us and afforded us more and more. Not less and less. More and more. That's why Jesus says in today's gospel, to those who have been given more, more will be given. He's speaking of grace. The life of God. The sacrament of confirmation sealed all of that. And the Holy Eucharist sustains all of that. Our prayer, our scripture reading, and all the spiritual efforts we take to nourish the seed that God planted within our souls. So this is why our divine Lord in today's Gospel of Matthew speaks about the planting of the seed, the word within us. Everyone who is baptized has that word planted deep within them. It might just remain a seed for some, for some people because maybe they choose not to cultivate it, to tend to it, to water it, to nourish it. For others who do tend to that seed, it grows. This is where God respects our own free will and choice in the matter. But whatever the case, that seed cannot be taken from us. See, what God does is indelible. Whether I like it or not, whether I want it or not, it's there. I can't really get rid of it. I've known many Catholics in my 31 years as a priest who will come to me and say, you know, Father, I haven't been to church most of my life. I don't practice my religion. I don't go to Mass. I don't confess my sins. But I'm Catholic. I believe. They're not saying, I don't believe. They're saying, somehow deep within me, I do believe. So I ask that question. How is it they believe they didn't get this from the world because the world doesn't believe what we believe. No, they got it through baptism. You can't get rid of that. We're some 23% of the world's population that is Catholic. Together with our non-Catholic Christian brothers and sisters, we comprise about 30%, roughly. So remember that every effect has a cause. So something must have occurred which gives that person the desire to believe. It's not a terribly complicated mystery. I don't know why I believe, they say. I don't understand what I believe, they say. But Father, I do believe. Now that's the seed planted in baptism. Now we can help it grow with God's grace so that it yields, as Jesus says, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Or we can settle for less. The choice is ours on a daily basis. But I would hope that during this pandemic, when most of us are spending more time alone or spending it relatively quietly in our homes, where more time is afforded for us to take the time to be quiet and to listen, to take the time to reflect and pray, that we will come to understand a bit more about the mysteries of our faith and to desire them more, not to take them for granted, Not to dismiss them, but to come to know them a bit more. Not a lot, just a little bit. Because this is valuable time, friends, that we have. The pandemic is giving us incredibly valuable time, and time is precious. So take advantage of that. I think it's one of the good things that's coming from the evil of this. 
I know many people like yourselves who've longed to be at Mass and those who join us by way of electronic media, you miss being here. I understand that. That's because you have a desire. And where did that desire come from? Not from the world. Again, because the knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God have been given to you, not to them. Does it make us better, morally necessarily? But Jesus does this for a reason. So this is valuable time to water and to carefully tend to the garden of our souls and find therein the beauty and goodness of ourselves and to remember who we are by remembering whose we are, children of God, effected through baptism, sealed by the blood of the Lamb in confirmation, sustained by the precious body and blood of our Savior who says, in the end, to understand with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. Well, isn't that in part why we come to Mass, why we worship? Because we understand in faith that Jesus will do this incredible work of salvation in us, for us, and through us. We come to be healed by his divine mercy so we can grow, so that seed can give fruit. May that seed of faith planted deep within you grow by his grace this day, and may his grace give you just a little more resolve and strength to tend to the garden of your soul with acceptance of his amazing plan to gather you close to him and to hold you fast. God love you.